You're listening to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show where you can learn the most intricate details about the body, the mind, and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size. I'm fitness and nutrition expert Maddie Moon, here to enlighten you on how to live your life in a way that promotes satiation, thrivation, and self-appreciation. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the podcast for an exceptional episode with an exceptional guest. If you love the conversations we have on this show about body respect and food freedom, then you are going to love listening to what Summer Inanin has to say about your body, weight, life, and food. She is a certified nutritional practitioner through the Institute of Holistic Nutrition and a body image coach specializing in emotional eating. More importantly, Summer is a diet rebel and a food lover on a mission to help you feel freaking fearless in your body. Summer is a host of the Fearless Rebel Radio and the creator of the popular free video training series, Rock Your Body. Summer knows why you don't feel in control with your food, and she's a rock star at helping you feel in control again through simple, practical steps. So without further ado, what is up, Summer? Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. My pleasure. You're just like, your your podcast is Honestly, and I don't say this, I don't think I've ever said this on my podcast, but your podcast is probably my favorite. Like, I love it. <laughs> oh, yay. So Thank insightful. You. It always inspires me and it like gives me ideas. And I don't know, I just, you you bring a lot of like clarity to, to my beliefs already. So way to go for, for that. Well, thank you. Like, I mean, likewise. Well, you were on the podcast, so that's what makes it so special, too. Yeah, I was actually talking about that episode. Like, that one episode brings so much clarity to myself because I was speaking. Yeah, exactly. Just, you just, just listen to it over and over. Just kidding. <laughs> totally joking. As okay. you should. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, just the ones you do by yourself are, are awesome. But um, for the people that are listening to this right now and they don't know too much about you, give us some insight into what brought you here today? Like, how did you become so, so fearless and awesome? (laughs) Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a journey because I was never really like that when I was, when I was growing up, I never, I never felt good in my body. Um, you know, I was teased for, for my body. I was made fun of. I was like, I was never a confident kid. Um, you know, I was (laughs) always really shy. I never made any sports teams. Like I was last in gym class. Like that was, that was me, you know? (laughs) And so, um, I just, I never really felt like comfortable in my, in my own, in my own skin. And as a result, um, you know, I grew up in an, I also grew up in an environment where, um, like my mom was always like on a diet. Um, you know, like we weren't allowed to have any sugar in our house. Like I wasn't even allowed to have Cheerios. Um, uh, and you know, I wasn't allowed to like eat a lot of things. And I think my mom's like diet mentality really kind of infected, (laughs) infected me. I'll use the word infected. And I mean, she's the, she's the best and most loving mother ever. But I think that that had a huge influence in terms of what then later shaped my relationship with food. So, um, yeah, I never felt good in my body. And, 
I, I kind of knew like what dieting was and, and I sort of became aware that I had to like that I had an issue with my body when I was like I don't even know like 11 or 12 was when I started to really like you know think I was fat all the time and hate and really hate my body and so you know as I grew older I started to dabble in dieting and um you know, especially in high school, I started to kind of, you know, like cut out fat. I started to, to exercise for the first time in my life. And um, as a result, you know, my body changed a little bit. And I that gave me attention, gave me that attention that I was craving, like that validation that I was that I was looking for. And I I always say this, like, you know, that validation is always really short lived. Like it's like a high, like that first hit is never enough. And so you want more of it. Mm-hmm. And that often kind of catapults us to continue dieting further or like exercise more. It's like whatever you're doing, you got to do more of it because it's giving you that validation that you've been craving. And so um, that kind of, you know, proceeded into my my 20s and all the way through like just, you know, continually either like exercising more or like cutting other foods out or, or whatever. And um, I ended up like finding um, CrossFit and I found it because I wanted to lose weight and they had like a boot camp because <laughs> basically anything I did, if, if, if there was like an incentive to lose weight, I was going to do it. Um, and that was about nine years ago and they introduced me to the paleo diet, which actually resolved some health issues I was having. So I, I had depression for 17 years. I was on antidepressants. I, I used to take insomnia pills. Like I could never sleep. And uh, switching to like a more of a quote unquote paleo style of eating actually solved a lot of those issues for me. Um, and I sort of put it on a pedestal. Like I was like, oh my God, it can solve everyone's life problems. Um, but it didn't solve you know, th- this issue that I had with my self-worth and I still wanted to like be leaner and my body composition was never something I was happy with. And that really like threw me into this mindset of I need to go harder with it. And so, it, you know, in terms of even like a very restricted paleo diet, like I took it to the next level in that I was only eating like 1100 calories a day. I was like eating like no carbs unless it was like a green vegetable. I was working out seven days a week. I had a spreadsheet where I tracked everything. Like it just, it consumed my life. And I remember sitting there thinking like, how am I supposed to keep doing this? And like, or how am I supposed to do more? And you know, I'm still not satisfied. And it was just, it was just crazy. And eventually like my body started to break down. Like I started to gain weight. Um, I started to lose energy. I started to feel like I had just lost my spark. Like I wasn't sleeping. And, um, I went to work, see a naturopath about it because I had lost, I lost my period and I had lost it for like, uh, I don't even know, almost two years. And, uh, I didn't really think that that was an issue and apparently it was because a lot of doctors saw me and they were like, well, your body fat's not low enough to lose your period. So it must just be something weird. Like, don't worry about it. But the reality is, is that you can still lose your period when your body fat drops below a certain point that's healthy for you. And I think that that's like something that I really stress with women because that's something they don't realize. But I went to see a naturopath and she told me that I had adrenal fatigue and, um, you know, that my hormones were the same as a postmenopausal woman. And that was really like a huge uh, wake up call for me because I realized that, you know, I had kind of taken this obsession really, really far and that this desire to lose weight and this obsession with food and exercise was consuming my life. 
Um, and so I had to kind of make a, a radical change. And that's when I really started to work on, you know, my mindset, my relationship with food, my relationship with my body, which was really what had triggered this whole thing in the first place. And, um, and go through that whole like healing process. And it was amazing. Like now, you know, I'm probably 20 or 25 or I don't even know because I don't have a scale pounds heavier than I was at that time, but I'm so much happier. You know, I really do look at myself and I'm just comfortable in my body. I think I'm beautiful. You know, I'm happy. I'm content and I eat what I want and I just don't have, you know, food's just not a big deal anymore. And, uh, and now I help other women to, to do the same, you know, to cultivate self-acceptance, to have that good relationship with food and, um, to get their, their freedom back. Oh my gosh. Your story summer is so inspiring. And I know that it's, it's, it's slightly similar to my story, just in the same like respect that we were both really, um, obsessed with losing weight and wanted that kind of like positive affirmation from our peers and really liked the hearing that, you know, you look great, you lost weight, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's so awesome how you turned your story around and just really respected yourself enough to want to find food freedom and love your body. And I'm curious because, you know, I talk sometimes on the show about paleo, but it was also for me the same it was for you. Like it was just another diet. And it was really difficult to try to disassociate myself from, you know, labeling myself for a while as the girl who eats paleo. So I'm curious how you went about that and started eating in a way without having to necessarily see it as a diet. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's t- it's a totally a mindset thing. And I think, you know, a couple of the most helpful things for me was just honestly just starting to say like, okay, food is just food. Like food is just food. It's really not that big of a deal. Like there's no good foods. There's no bad foods. Um, And in terms of actually doing that, like I had to get rid of any sort of you know, nutrition related information that was coming into my brain. So, you know, whether it was through like clearing out my social media, clearing out my email feed, like whatever was sort of feeding me to think that food was the answer I had to get rid of. Like in order for me to neutralize food and to really break up with that identity, I had to get rid of, I had to get rid of that stuff. And, and so that was the first phase. And then it was really kind of just starting to eat with, um, unconditional abandon, you know, like just to eat what I wanted, you know, and, and to really start like allowing myself to eat more, allowing myself to eat like more carbohydrates, especially that was a huge one. I had like such a carb fear, um, allowing myself to have, you know, like ice cream on a Wednesday, if that's what I felt like. And as soon as I broke down the mental barriers, like, because so much of that diet mentality is just, is triggered by our mindset and kind of the way that we think about food and like these, um, these messages and these beliefs that we have about food. And as soon as you can like break those down and start to rewire those, um, you can start to just like neutralize food and it's just not, a big deal. Um, and and I think, you know, the major kind of predecessor to that, like what really triggers that diet mentality is, is the body image. And so for me, it was like really starting to like step into myself and like discover myself for the first time. Like what, like, 
what really contributes to, you know, my happiness and my worth? Like if it's not food and exercise, you know, what, what is it? And like, how can I really start to kind of, um, step into myself and be comfortable being real and stop trying to please everyone around me and just be who I am. And so, um, the body image work that I just, I did on myself by again, like one of the huge things to do there is to like clear out all those messages that tell you that you're not good enough via like, you know, whether it's social media or emails or whatever. Um, and start to just like own up to who I really am. That was, that was a huge catalyst for getting rid of that, that diet mentality and stepping outside of like, my identity is like a paleo crossfitter to my identity is, you know, like I'm a, a woman who's happy and vibrant, who loves to go hiking and be near water and loves her husband and her pug and whatever else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what about this kind of scenario? Say that there's a client that comes to you and they have, they're 20 pounds heavier than they've ever been in their life and they are uncomfortable with it and they want to lose weight and they say they love themselves. Do you think that it is, it is, um, it is more like they're uncomfortable with their, their weight because of conditioning or do you think there really could be a factor deep down inside of them that just makes them uncomfortable with carrying around that weight? Or is it just mostly from the messages we're receiving? Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I think it's really individual. You know, I think that for for some people, you know, like extra weight it can actually be like you know, a bit of a physical hindrance in a way, you know, if they are into like a lot of sports and that can just, you know, it's different, like they have to sort of adapt to it. But I think so much of it is really, um, a a mindset piece. So, and it's really down to your, your motivation, like, okay, do you want to lose weight because you don't like yourself and you want to like yourself more because you think your life is going to be better? Or, you know, do you want to lose weight because you want to be healthy? In which case, let's get you to be healthy and feel comfortable and active and everything else and still take weight loss out of the equation. So I think, you know, it can go either, it can go either way. Um, But I think that overall, there's this misconception that either A, like you're, you know, losing weight equals health or B, losing weight equals happiness. Like both of those are are incorrect and misconceptions. And so we have to sort of like bust those myths, like get rid of your preconceived notions that those that those things are correlated in order to really get to what the root is of what you want, which is either, you know, to be more energetic, to be able to, you know, feel better when I go rock climbing or um, or uh, you know, on the self-love side to just feel comfortable in my own skin, like to enjoy getting dressed in the morning to, you know, be able to go out with my friends and not feel so self-conscious, like whatever those things are. And that's really about asking yourself, like, why, like, why are you doing this in the first place? Like, let's dig deep and, and, and get to that rationale between why you want that instead of just saying, I want to lose weight because that's not a valid goal. It's not because, um, it doesn't always happen. And, it's absolutely not always sustainable, like as we know with, with mm-hmm. dieting behavior. And it doesn't really get you what you want. You know, it, does, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be healthy. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy. And so let's get to the root of what you really want and chase after that. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have said that even more beautiful. That was perfect. So um, let's sh- uh, shift gears a little bit because I want to talk to you about relationships. And what what were your relationships like when you were going through 
your disordered eating and, and negative body image, how did that affect the people around you and the um, family members and the friends that you had? Um, well, it's funny. Like, I think that, um, I just thought I was normal. And I think that, uh, I, I, I've never been one to like really talk about what's going on in my head. Like I just kind of, you know, people have described me as like a duck. Like I'm like, I look so calm and cool on top of the water, but like everything's like a total like storm underneath, you know? (laughs) So, um, so that, I mean that like, you know, I always complained about my weight. So I'm sure my friends and family were annoyed with that. Like they would always be like, Oh my God, Summer, shut up. Like, would you please shut up? Like, you're fine. You're beautiful. Um, but it affected, you know, a lot of the relationships I had, especially with men, uh, prior to my husband, because, I was always kind of just like never true to myself and just like whatever I needed to do to get them to love me. And I would just go from like one relationship to another to get some sort of like validation and, and approval. And then once I'd sort of gained that, I would get bored and then move on to the next guy. So, you know, I I was always kind of in like these series of relationships. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I think, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, in terms of my mom, like all is forgiven there. Uh, We don't really talk about it. I don't put blame on her, uh, in terms of how she may or may not have influenced kind of, you know, my relationship with food. My brother was the one guy who he called me fat every single day, like growing up pretty much Mm. for like, like 15 years. And so I think a lot of kind of my self image and this belief that I was, that I was fat and, and, and there's nothing wrong with being fat, but my interpretation of fat at that time was like not good enough then. Um, you know, again, all is, all is forgiven there, but I did have a lot of anger towards him for a very long time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, now my relationships, I just feel more comfortable. Like I don't feel self-conscious, you know, all my friends are skinnier than me. Like that's, that's just, they are. Um, and I used to care about that a lot. Like I used to always feel so self-conscious going out with them, but now I just, I don't, I don't care. Like, it's fine. They're, they're who they are. I'm who I am. And we're all awesome people. And I'm just my real uncool self. And that's why they love me. And, you know, that's, that's really what friendships and relationships should be about is just not having to uh, change yourself in order to, to, you know, have that connection with other people. But it took me uh, decades to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I, I completely understand that. And, I think it's really interesting how things that happen to us earlier on in life can affect how we see ourselves later on in life. Like when I was younger, I mean, I have like this, um, my mom calls it a beauty mark, but it's basically like a mole on my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, when I was young, like it was, it was like, we- it was weird. You know, Marilyn Monroe had one pretty much, but like I wasn't Marilyn Monroe and I was chubby and I had this on my face. And I'm like, Guys thought I was cute, like, and I'm talking, like, young, like, third grade or whatever, and, like, when you're still getting chased around the the recess and they're running after you and stuff, but I remember I would have guys be like, oh, Joey likes you, he wants to know if you'll be his girlfriend, and I'd be like, yeah, of course I do, and there were several instances where these guys, when I'm in third grade, like, you know, of course they're not really girlfriend, boyfriend, but we like each other, but um, we still kind of have cuties. But I, I remember, like, them specifically telling me multiple occasions, you're ugly. Your face is ugly. Like, you're cute from far away, but your face up close is really ugly. And 
I got really insecure about my face just because I had this beauty mark or mole or whatever. And it was really, really hard for me to just like appreciate it. And it, it made me grow up believing that my face was ugly because of this. And I just didn't feel that beautiful. Like I felt like everyone would, would say like, Madeline, you have a classic beauty and it was so sweet, but deep, 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 deep down inside, I was insecure. And mm -hmm. I think I took that insecurity of my face out on my body. And I'm like, you know, well, if I have this mole on my face, then I might as well focus on my body and like perfecting my body and making that um, as thin as possible. And then eventually I had that mole removed and then it came back and I had it removed again and then it came back, <laughs> but only a little bit. And it ended up being like the perfect size. It's, it's small now. And it's like, I actually like it because it does make me me. And it is a shame that we have to wait until we're older to realize these things sometimes. But at the same time, I wouldn't take back any of it because it's this realization is so important to me. I love it. I'm so entirely happy with my face and my body, no matter where it is. Like I know in 10 years, I'm going to look differently, whatever, something might happen. I don't know, but it's all part of my journey and my journey affects other people. And same with you, Summer, like this journey you went through and like this, this entire um, discovery process of coming to be content with your shape and your size and being bigger than your friends, all that stuff is what is truly affecting the people listening to your show and watching you and you're inspiring them to become more in love with their body. And, and that's why I think our journeys are so important and so special that we had to go through this stuff because we can help other people come to terms with their own amazing, unique selves. Yeah, totally. And, you know, you said it right on is that like so much of that is formed from when we are, you know, from when we're children. And it's really important to like to recognize a lot of those those moments that 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 caused that built up kind of what where our body image is, where our self image is today and to unravel it, you know, and, and to be OK with it. And I, and I don't think we can always, you know, put a positive spin on it like like maybe you or I did in that, you know, okay, well that going through those experiences has enabled us to then help other women. Um, but I, I certainly think that we can try to offer some compa compassion to ourselves, to what we may have gone through in the past in order to find some forgiveness and peace with it to move forward. And, you know, on that same token, it, it's not just about focusing on kind of like these negative things that built us up because I think that, our minds automatically latch to the negative. So it's also important to kind of look back over time and seek out the positive, you know, like the accomplishments that you had, the happy moments, and start to, you know, think like think about those a little bit more frequently in order to kind of, you know, work that muscle of your brain, we'll call it, because uh, negative is something that we gravitate towards. It's so much, it's a much easier thing. It's, it's the thing that we notice, like we're biologically wired to kind of connect to that negative aspect. And so 
you know, on one token, it's great to unravel those negative pieces of your life to offer some compassion and forgiveness. But on that same token, it's also important to look back and be like, hey, you know what? Like I was actually, I was really, really good at swimming. I was really, really good at math. You know, I was like, I was a really like good friend to some people and other people not. And I'm really sorry to those people, but (laughs) you know, like (laughs) you have to also look at all these other like positive things because they are equally as important. And it's really easy for us to like forget that those even happened. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Spot on. So let's talk about fear. And how fear comes into play with all this, because I know some people are all about avoiding fear, but you are all for facing your fear. And in that, you become fearless to a degree. So Mm -hmm. what? how did you start getting so um, prone to facing your fears and becoming this fearless person? Um, well, I mean, I, (laughs) I am flattered that that's how I appear. Uh, you know, I think that, um, I started to see it as more of a, like of, of a healthy uh, emotion, um, and actually to feel the emotion, because I think that so much of the time things that I feared we're really manifesting in um, in some form of of body shame for me. We're like food and exercise control. So for me, like those are my those are my go to coping mechanisms. You know, anytime I'm starting like feeling anxiety, feeling fear, feeling. Um, uh, chaos or stress in my life, I immediately kind of click into like body shame mode and then food and exercise control mode. And, and I'm fully aware of that now. And now I'm like, you know, have healthier coping mechanisms to deal with that. But it took me a while to kind of understand that a lot of times, like it was really my fear that was really rooted that like my body shame was rooted in fear of certain things. And so a lot of times that fear was just like fear of being judged. I think that was probably my biggest one, you know, fear of not being accepted. I was such a perfectionist people pleaser. If they don't like me, I'm not going to like me uh, mentality. And uh, that's why I was always kind of like adapting myself or wanting to be thinner to be accepted and validated. And so you know, in terms of like overcoming that fear, first of all, it's like addressing it and feeling it and being aware of that that's the actual issue. You know, my thighs weren't the issue. It was like this fear of me being judged that was truly the issue. And so, you know, understanding where that issue, what that issue is, and then really just being like, okay, like I have to detach myself from the outcome. It's going to be what it's going to be. I can't control the way other people think of me, you know, like you can't control the outcome for a lot of things. I mean, certain things you can, but certain things you can't. And a lot of the fear was often in certain situations where I wouldn't be able to control the outcome. So trying to detach myself from, from that outcome, whether it was like, is this person going to like me? Am I going to feel cool? Like, (laughs) you know, like just silly stuff like that. But that's where a lot of that fear was coming from. And I think that that can relate to, any, any sort of fear, you know, when you're feeling fear, 
um, that's a sign that I think good things are possibly going to come about, hopefully, unless it's like a dark alley kind of fear, which is not, not necessarily a good thing. But, you know, stepping into a fear usually means you're kind of about to go through some kind of like personal breakthrough or development, like one more step in that right direction. Um, and so now I try to kind of almost like embrace the fear. Uh, you know, when I feel it, I'm like, okay, it means something like, something is going to happen here and I can't control the outcome, but I have to follow through with it because I need to, I need to, and I need to let go of what other people think of me. <laughs> Cause that's, like I said, where my personal fear is often rooted in and, you know, just being okay with, with whatever outcome is, is going to happen. And th- I think that was the same thing with letting go of dieting, you know, like that was, that was really scary. <laughs> letting go of 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 dieting, letting go of that sort of like hyper control over over my food, which was actually like food having control over me, um, was scary. And that and that again tied back to validation because the fear was really rooted in like, am I going to gain weight? Mm-hmm. And and I think that our culture is kind of just we're conditioned to think that we need to care what other people think. Like we're constantly shown messages left and right since we're kids till we're old like to be people pleasers and to please others and to be accepted and I mean we are also animals it's primal to want to be a part of a a club or a group and dieting creates camaraderie Mm -hmm. definitely so like there is some kind of glamorization about you know being a part of this group or that group and there's like a hierarchy system of like the most willpowered people to the to the least amount of willpowered people and we're always pushing ourselves so that we're included in that that top-notch group that's so idolized and what kind of tips can you give like give us some tangible like practical tips that we can practice like three or or as many as you want to give but things we can we can do to help increase our um our self-love for ourselves or just acceptance or um, helping us to to face the reality that we're not going to be um, accepted by everyone and it's okay. How can we start to train our brains to be okay with it or at least start to work in that direction? Yeah, so I think, you know, like some tangible things. I think the first thing is really, you know, changing changing your thoughts. You know, that's kind of like the first phase that I encourage people to, to get into is, is starting to change your thoughts. And, um, you know, the, the first phase of changing your thoughts is eliminating things that feed that negative voice in your head, which, you know, I call like your, your evil doppelganger. And, um, you know, think about it, like what, what makes you feel, badly about yourself. Uh, you know, and that is things like the clothes in your closet that don't fit you anymore. Um, like I said, social media, I said that at the Mm -hmm. beginning, uh, people in your life, maybe it's friends who are constantly talking about dieting or how they hate their bodies or family members who are, you know, always kind of attacking you for, you know, your health choices or your food choices or your body or whatever. Um, you have to get rid of those things. And I'm, I'm not saying you have to get rid of your family, but, you know, you can kind of either limit exposure or have like a frank conversation with them about how they're making you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's, you know, that's one of the thing. And then, and, and once you do that, then you can start to kind of like layer on the more positive thoughts, you know, you, you can't layer on positive thoughts unless until you get rid of those negative ones until you kind of understand what's feeding those negative ones. And, um, you know, one of the exercises that, um, I really encourage women to do is to really create this visual picture of, of who they, who they want to be, you know, like who I call it your, you know, your future badass self, but who, who is that woman that you're, you think this body is going to give you, you know, like that you think losing weight is going to give you, but who is that woman that you want to become, you know, like, how does she think? What does she do? How are her relationships different? And, you know, like, how does her life feel? And then start to kind of like marinate on that visual and those feelings and start to kind of like seek those out in your life. And, um, I actually like, this is one of the exercises that I give away for free in my, in my rock your body online course. So I won't, I won't go into it like in too much detail, but it is laid out there with specific instructions about how to kind of like start to manifest that woman inside of you. Um, and so that's, those are a couple tangible things. Another one is to just like, I really encourage people to take every opportunity that they can to just be their true uncool selves. So whether it's like, you know, even just as simple as posting a, a picture of, of you, like on social media, that's actually you, that's not like you filtered a hundred times with like makeup and all this stuff, but just you, you know, um, that's a good way to sort of like start to just be more comfortable with who you are or um, just in terms of your interactions, like owning up to your true self. So maybe saying no to something that you really don't feel like you want to do or um, admitting to your emotions. Like it's okay to, to say like, you know, I'm really, I'm really sad today because of this or this person hurt my feelings. Like we try so hard to put on this kind of like fearless, brave face when things are actually quite messy underneath. And I think that if we kind of show that inner ugly and that messiness a little bit more, it allows us to step into ourselves. So just try trying to find those opportunities on a daily basis, um, to really just show your true self to the world. Uh, and that, you know, that can come from doing things like, you know, practicing gratitude, like setting boundaries, carving out time for yourself. Like those are all different ways to sort of, to create that, um, comfort in your own skin. And that comfort is what's really going to allow you to let go of those judgments of what other people think. Mm -hmm. Those are all, those are all amazing. And I'm going to add one to that because I think another very important aspect of becoming your true self, or at least allowing your true self to start to shine is just self-trust because like with people, for people who have a dieting mentality and always want someone else to tell them how to eat or how to work out and are too concerned that they're not putting on muscle or they're not losing fat or their body composition isn't changing. It's so easy to like hop on Facebook and to reach out to that one person you know that's super lean and say, how do you do it? Can you look at my macros and my calorie intake and tell me if this is okay? Should I send you some like before pictures and like show you where I'm at now? And why is my progress not changing? And then that person doesn't answer you quick enough. So you go message somebody else on Facebook and you ask them. And before you know it, you like message five people and they're all giving you different answers and clouding your brain. You're confused and you want to try all these things. And then you're so frustrated that you just start to eat everything. <laughs> and like you're just, you're anxiety filled and 
I'm really bringing this up because I've had that experience myself and just that was one of the things I had to start doing is every time I had that impulse to ask somebody else how to live, I had to catch myself and say, you know what? No, I'm just going to get off Facebook. I'm going to close my computer. I'm going to walk away, take a walk and think about what's really going to serve me. Is it really going to serve me to reach out to someone who I'm going to have to spend two hours explaining my entire diet to and get some insight on what they think I should do or should I just keep working towards loving my body now? Like, which one sounds better? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, loving your body now can be really scary for a lot of people. Totally. But, um, yeah, like, I think, you know, it's just, it's such a disempowering mindset. Like, a diet mentality is really, like, a mindset of disempowerment. You know, you're basically giving your power over to somebody else. And that, you know, you you then are basically saying, I am not to be trusted. And as soon as you, like, give up, give up that power and say, I'm not to be trusted. Well then like, it's no wonder you can't eat like a normal person and actually tune into what your body's telling you and figure out for yourself what feels good and what doesn't. Um, you know, and I think that like, a, you know, so much of that is, is really rooted in, you know, not having, um, you know, not having respect and, and love for yourself, not having compassion for, for yourself, you know, like trust is really built by, having that compassion. So being okay with whatever outcome happens, like knowing that you're going to be there to pick yourself back up and forgive yourself. And it's not a big deal. Like I, I refer to it as like moving the hell on, you know, like having that capacity to say, okay, whether I overeat, whether I eat too many carbs, whether I eat like this whole plate of brownies, whatever it is, what it is, I move the hell on. I'm okay with myself. That's really what compassion is. And that's what builds trust. Um, and you know, like, having that unconditional acceptance for yourself also also builds trust and that's why that body image piece is so critical because you know if you, you know that whatever you have in that moment you you can embrace and it'll it'll be okay and that's going to help you trust yourself around food you know like if all i care about is losing weight because i don't like myself well then it's no wonder i don't trust myself around food you know um and so that's you know that really like triggers triggers that that diet that diet mentality you know and then all your decisions are coming from this place of like well i don't like myself um you know i don't like my body so i'm going to avoid these foods you know and nothing good comes from fear or or hate in that in that regard um and then that's why you feel guilty when you do eat foods that are like maybe not quote unquote paleo or clean or whatever it is you're following. Um, and that guilt in and of itself is what drives you into that kind of like, uh, restriction and sabotage cycle, um, and furthers your lack of, of acceptance for yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, the rock your body program. Can you just give us some insight into what what you, you can expect to learn in that um, video series and like what is rocking your body all about? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny like the the name like a lot you know the rock star theme is kind of in and out all of my marketing and branding because mm -hmm. I really am like I love kind of it. this like <laughs> rocker I love at it. heart. It's like, so I, like oh my god it's your 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 branding is awesome like you're you're <laughs> just so cute I love it. 
Um, but yeah, no, rock your body is really for the woman who is ready to, you know, ditch the diet mentality, embrace her body and eat food effortlessly. So really kind of like a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, it's going to facilitate that transformation. It's really working on kind of like that, that big mindset piece of the puzzle, working on your relationship with food and your relationship with yourself. And so I have a free rock your body online class, which is, um, going to be three videos. So, or it is three videos and it's really kind of walking through, you know, like what is, why can't you find moderation with food? You know, like what is, what is preventing you from just make, from having that relationship with food where it's effortless and easy. Uh, and then going into like what really, what really triggers that. And so that's really body image, you know, I'll give a teaser there. It's your body image that triggers that diet (laughs) mentality. And then how to, how to really start to, uh, change your body image, like how to really stop obsessing over your body. Because I think there's this belief that it's conditional, you know, like, well, I just need to exercise or eat healthy and then I'll stop hating my body. Well, no, (laughs) that's not true. Cause it's a mindset thing. Like you and I both know, you know, that changing, that having a good body image is about really, it's all up, up in your head. Like it's about what's going on in your head. It's your mindset. Um, and so that's the free video training series. They're like two or three minute videos and you get a mission or like we'll call it an exercise or homework that you get to do right away just to help you sort of work on those things. And then, um, the greater rock your body program is a nine week online, uh, coaching program. And it's really like my heart and soul and guts and everything. (laughs) It's everything that I could ever uh, put into like a coaching program in terms of really getting women to break up with that diet mentality, to create that good relationship with food and to embrace themselves and their bodies, like to rediscover their sex appeal, to rediscover self-love, to rediscover their identity in order to say goodbye to dieting and to just just have this relationship with food where you can honestly walk around and say, I eat whatever I damn well please. And I look fabulous. Like that's kind of the tagline for it. Um, which is how I live my life, you know, and I want, I want other women to do that. And so that's, that's the broader, um, online coaching program, which starts March 16th. And so, you know, once you do the free video training series, you obviously will get like a VIP invitation into the bigger program if, if you want to take that next step. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the results with the program are, are amazing. I'm going to be featuring like some of the stories on an upcoming podcast of mine and also through my blog, but, uh, it's just so cool to see women who literally come to me saying, I hate my body. Like I hate my stomach. It's all I ever think about. I, you know, it consumes my life. I'm always like thinking about meal planning and I, I, there's no way in hell I could ever just like have ice cream in my freezer without eating it all. They go from that to like putting bikinis on, on vacation and like being totally cool around like an all inclusive, all, all you can eat buffet, you know, like it's just not a big deal anymore. And they're finally like living this life that they thought would happen 10, 20 pounds from now in the body that they have. Um, and they have this, uh, such a, a more like freeing relationship with food, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And what I think is so beautiful about this program, Summer, is that this healing your relationship with your body image and with your mindset and changing your mindset, 
it transfers over to so many other aspects of life. And no longer are you going to be spending all of your time obsessing over food. And you, you start to use that time more wisely, creating something. And then you could discover what your real passion is in life because you have time to identify it and to go after it. And it like opens up all of these doors. And it's just like the most liberating feeling. And it leads just having this type of body freedom, rocking your body can lead you to vacations you couldn't take before and to buffets you couldn't go to and like cultivating relationships you could have never had before and finding that dream job or creating that dream job and just facing your fears with this helps you to face your fears with other things in life. Like just, uh, it's just so many things. And I'm so, so happy that you're doing this program and this podcast is airing February 18th on Wednesday. So when when does the free training series open? Yeah, so it'll open as of like the day before this airs. So okay. Tuesday the 17th, the page is going live where people can watch the, you know, the trailer video and sign up and then the, you know, they'll get their they'll get access to the training videos which will be released kind of sequentially just shortly after that. So um yeah, I mean, I I really like this is my heart, soul, passion, like, as I said, and I really, truly um, have seen how this can, like, radically change um, a woman's life. And so I'm, I'm so, so excited about it. And like you said, yeah, it's not just about changing, you know, your mindset around food. It really is, like, about changing your life. And so you mm-hmm. can, like, stop holding back on all these things that you've been putting off. And I know it can seem scary because you're like, ooh, like working on my mindset, like, you know, having to kind of, you know, deal with some of this emotional stuff that I've been suppressing. I get it. I know it's so much easier to cut out carbs than it is to feel hard feelings. <laughs> you know, like I know that. Um, but I try to make it really, I try to make it fun. There's an amazing supportive community um, of women. Like I just, the, you know, the, the women that find me are just the most amazing women ever. So I'm really blessed in that regard. Um, and yeah, we try, we're, we, we, that's the group dynamic. You know, it's like I say, the Spice Girls would have been nothing on their own, you know, like you got, <laughs> you got to have that group component to really kind of gain mm-hmm. that rock star status and see it, see it through. And so that's, that's why it is like a, it's an online group um, uh, program and has that community component to it too, because it's so important. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So important. And I can't wait to sign up for this too and watch it because knowing you and the work you do and um, the message that you're spreading, like I just, I can't wait even to enjoy that and experience that and be able to share it with everyone. So we're not done quite yet, but I do want everyone to know that the link to get this, um, this video training series will be on the show notes to this episode. So if you go to maddiemoon.com slash mbm37, you'll see the link to the video training series on there. And you can go to it, you can sign up, you can experience rocking your own body. And before we, we wrap up, though, I do have to ask you, if you were to give one person one tip on how to strengthen their mind-body connection, what would you tell them? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. One thing. Mm-hmm. I know it's so tough. <laughs> um, you know, get rid of the scale. Oh, boom. I love it. Just, it's so scary. It's so intimidating. 
but I just think it's like, it was for me, it was the biggest, I think it was the biggest catalyst to my mind body transformation. Um, I did a photo shoot. If you go to my website, you can like, it's pretty much my banner headline, you know, where I sledgehammer to scale. <laughs> and prior to that, I hadn't truly gotten rid of my scale. I had stopped weighing myself for the most part, although I still like would cheat and like sneak in a weight. Uh, um, like I would step on the scale probably once a week still or, or um, less than that. But it wasn't until I did that photo shoot where I literally like <laughs> went American Psycho on the scale with a sledgehammer that it was the most liberating, empowering, freeing moment that I've had in terms of the mind body transformation. Like that's when the switch went on and I was like, screw this. I'm doing it my way. I'm breaking all the rules. I'm getting rid of the scale. My body's going to do what it's going to do. It's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to embrace it and just start to be who I am. And so I encourage other women to do that. And I know that it's scary, like, which to some people it's like, why would that be scary? But to someone who's, who's a dieter who, you know, is constantly in this quest to lose weight or, you know, have this control over their body or food, um, it can feel really, really scary, but it is so liberating because I think that that's one of the, um, mechanisms that is, is the strongest in terms of, um, uh, like feeding that that evil doppelganger, that negative voice in our head, constantly telling us that we're not good enough, uh, and it's 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 a piece of metal. It's a piece of metal that we allow to do that, and uh, and so yeah, that's kind of a long winded answer to get rid of your get rid of your freaking scale. <laughs> that's such an amazing tip, though. Like this is episode thirty seven, and I've, I've never heard that on this. And what? That, yeah. I see, I get to the point where I like say it all the time or I like start to see other people say it that I'm just like, oh, it's like old news now. But mm -hmm. it is amazing to me when I hear from women how many women still keep still keep a scale. And like I did too. Like I hit it and I kept it and I was telling people I wasn't weighing myself, but I was. But now I truly don't. <laughs> and mm -hmm. and it, because I, st I kept – it was like an abusive relationship that I kept going back to. Yeah. It was like It was like, oh, like, okay, it'll just give me that validation or it'll completely ruin my self-worth and I kept like it was like that that boyfriend in high school that I kept going back to even though he was such a jerk um and so you know getting rid of that really allowed me to get get rid of that get rid of that nasty boyfriend we'll call it in order to rediscover myself and to just be comfortable with who I am and to start tuning into how I feel instead of like what this number says you know like who cares what this stupid number says so ridiculous yeah, amazing. So beautifully said. So, Summer, this has been awesome. Where can uh, everyone find you? Where they where can they connect with you? Yeah, so my website is uh, summerinanen.com. Uh, and, you know, we, well, I can spell it. It's I-N-N-A-N-E-N. -N -N. But if you just go to summerthenutritionist.com, that'll redirect you as well. And so my website, I have um, I have a bunch of freebies that uh, that you can grab. I have an ebook called 10 Rules to Break Right Now to Love Your Body and Ditch Dieting. Um, as well, you get access to a free 10 day body confidence makeover as well as my eat whatever you want manifesto. Um, and so that's just like, if you go to my website, there's a pop-up that comes up. And if you opt into that, you'll get all those freebies. Uh, I'm all over social media as summer in and in, uh, so Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, I'm hot summer, like H A U T E summer. Uh, and my podcast is fearless rebel and rebel is spelled R E B 
F-E-A-R-L-E-S-S-E-L-L-E, so just like a feminine version of the word, Fearless Rebel Radio, and that's on iTunes or at my website, summerinandin.com forward slash F-R-R, um, where I, you know, basically interview amazing people like yourself and <laughs> other, uh, you know, body image warriors and activists and people who are um, really kind of in the mindset of helping women to um, – uh, have a good relationship with food and themselves, you know, like whether it's through, um, you know, kind of embracing like who you really are, whether it's like strength training or marathon running or whatever, just, or moving to Costa Rica and living the life of your dreams. Like I, I interview all sorts of people on my show and it's really, really awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, everyone go head on over to her website. Don't forget the link to the Rock Your Body training series will be in the show notes for this at maddiemoon.com slash mbm37. And while you're there, download your free ebook, How to Love Your Body, 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. You guys, thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll catch you later. Mm-hmm.